This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. Michelle, I thought that we could talk about goal setting today. What do you think about that? I think I might take a nap. It's being done a lot, hasn't it? There's a lot out there about goal setting for your art, for your business, for your life, for your everything. So I thought we could skip that boring, repetitive rehash stuff and do a bit of an unearthing take on it, I guess. Dig in deeper to why we read these articles, listen to these podcasts, read the book, all that kind of thing is because we're looking for a system that's going to help us somehow effortlessly, you know, make progress on the things that we want to make progress on. So let's talk more about that. We really are looking for progress in our work. I feel like that's what we want to see most is actual progress Mm -hmm. and feeling like we're closing the gap of the idea that we have of what kind of artist we can be to being that artist. I almost do goals so commonly now that it doesn't feel like I have to do a big heavy lift on it. I feel like the topic, the title goals is just like pedestrian. And yet I am a huge goal setter. I am Mm. a big fan of setting tangible goals. And really what that stems from is creating a vision for what I'm looking for out of my art career. And I'm gonna say art career because it really is a bigger vision for what I have for my whole life, right? Yeah, you have talked before about having a larger vision of what you want out of your career, what you're you're aiming for. And I think last time we talked about your visions, one of the thoughts that I had around that was that when you're a beginning artist, do we necessarily even have the information we need? Do we have an accurate idea of the artist that we want to be in order to form a vision and then take steps towards that yeah no i would i mean i think that this just goes to point that the vision really evolves you can only create a vision based on your limited point of view in that moment based on what you think because i think one of the things that we also do is we also hold ourselves back of dreaming really big saying things out loud and writing things down they're really helpful because I feel like it kind of draws a a line in the sand of what you say you stand for. Mm -hmm. And that can be really scary though, can't it? Yeah, yeah, but you can change it. You know, you made the line, you drew the line, you can change it. I think that- I might write it in pencil so that I can um, (laughs) erase it. (laughs) I think it's okay to definitely erase and change things along the way as well. So I don't look at it as a, a fixed thing. I would say that too. I think sometimes we get really fixed. Like I said that I'm going to do X, Y, Z in 30 days. I did not achieve that. Now I'm bad. So therefore, maybe if we don't set goals, it might be a little bit easier because it won't make us feel bad, right? Yeah. I feel like the thing that I'm really learning over the last few years is to actually say, I can move that goal. If I didn't hit that goal for whatever reason, I can actually say, I'm going to just shift that deadline. So it doesn't mean that I'm giving up on the goal. It's me moving it so that it really accommodates what actually happened, as opposed to saying, I suck, therefore don't proceed with that goal because you missed it. And I think that we're really hard on ourselves when we don't hit goals that we set 
what kind of goals are we talking about? There's art-related goals and there's also the art business-related goals, like having a certain number of subscribers to their mailing list or a certain reach on Instagram. Is that the kind of thing you're thinking about when you think about or or having a collection done? I'd say that it does, for me, because I do think about my whole business, there's definitely different parts. And so those are very different specific goals. I guess what I really look at is how I can get as specific as possible because I think it's the specificity that helps us go make progress. I think if we create these vague things of like, I'm going to release some artwork this year, Mm. okay? But if we're like, I want to release some artwork in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is, new collection, that's where I can say, that's a goal, I'm going to focus on that. But if I change the the timeline a little bit because for whatever reason I couldn't get something done, then I'm okay with that. So sometimes, let me just rephrase that. Most of the time, things take way longer. And so I really, they do, don't they? Yeah, like yes. it's, I think other people have said this better than I'm gonna say this now, but we're really over ambitious in our short-term goals and under ambitious in our long-term goals. It's time to get a bit more real here, I think. Or dig in a little deeper. Yes. Because I think we're skirting around common advice around goals. Like there's the whole idea of doing a SMART goal, which is um, S-M-A-R-T, which is what's specific, measurable. I forget what the A is. Great. Like that advice is out there. But to be real about it, I could make a goal like that and I could just basically blow it off because it feels like a real should Like we've talked about recently, uh, several times, in fact, (laughs) that I'm very (laughs) much in transition (laughs) at the moment, that lovely euphemistic word. So I could say right now, I've been feeling really unproductive. I've been feeling like I haven't released any major work in literally years. And I need to have a collection done this year. Come hell or high water, I'm going to make myself a bunch of smart goals and I'm going to make it happen. I can say those words and I can tell you it ain't going to happen because it's not. (laughs) Yeah. So here's two words, should and make, make it happen. I think that that goes back into the vision of, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I think that the honesty creates a path that we really like and there is less resistance, less procrastination, more clarity but yeah, if you have, I don't do any make or shoulds, definitely. I, I say no to myself a lot. Like, no, I don't actually want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, but what do I want to do? I think getting really honest with yourself is part of that. And how uninspiring is should and make? I'm going to make myself some goals. I should be like, ugh, yeah. Like, can you imagine if I made, if my goal instead was to be really specific, I'm going to watch all eight episodes of Bridgerton on Netflix um, <laughs> by, uh, what's a realistic time for that? By Friday <laughs> at Or 5 if you PM. sit down all day, nine to five, it can be done. Do you think yeah. I'd have trouble meeting that goal? I don't yeah. think I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's not a should or a make yourself. Mm. It's a, how could this be enjoyable for me? And again, I've said this because I've I've created art businesses and had jobs. I just didn't really like them. It mm. wasn't really what I wanted to do. And so being honest with yourself is the only way to really get clarity on that. And so if you 
enjoy making yourself do something by force, well, go for it. I think (laughs) Beck and I are clearly rebellious teenagers (laughs) at heart. This connects to that other word you brought up before, which is discipline. That doesn't float my boat. But wouldn't it be great if we could, like, what if you could create something that drew you as irresistibly towards it rather than something you had to push yourself towards so imagine this outcome in the future that is just irresistibly drawing you towards it and you set it up that way rather than waking up in the morning and going that you know that deadline that's a terrible word that deadline's coming I have to do this I have to do that And I think you're speaking to the word pressure as well. You know, the pressure of expectations. Because if you're really into something, you're easily going to jump out of bed and go do it. Mm -hmm. If, If you're feeling fear or resistance or like you're doing something that you really don't want to do... You're, you're definitely not going to want to do it. So I think we have to be really honest and say, do I really like this? Is this enough? Mm. that I'm super inspired by to create some progress because goals are just progress, Yes, yes. And maybe, um, not in every case, but maybe what's happening and why we hear goal setting and goals and go, oh, that sounds really pedestrian and boring, is we're focusing on the wrong thing. The goal setting itself is actually just a very almost perfunctory thing that happens. And yeah, there's some good tips around how to set them up so that it's clear for you, but it's almost like they they kind of happen after the main event. And I think the main event is, as you say, knowing yourself, knowing what the big vision is and being gut and heart level invested in that in a really honest way, not just what you think you should do. And if you, can, if you can get that in place, if that's the space that you're in, the individual goals kind of flow. I mean, as yeah. you say, you get up and you're like, okay, this, this is what I want. And so the goals just become more breaking that down into the things that, that help you get it done. So maybe we yeah. should talk more about the big visions and, and how to. Yeah, yeah. Because once again, the shoulds could come and, and <laughs> rain all over yeah. your big vision. You could be sitting here thinking, my big vision should be to be in a gallery or my big vision should be to have representation. But maybe, maybe not. It really is a personal thing of what we want. And again, goes this goes back to like what you and I want are very different because we're so different in who we are and what we want out of life. Plus, we have different backgrounds. And so things that might have meant something to me 20 years ago don't mean the same thing to me today, you know, because Mm. of that experience. So this is where I think that getting really clear on what kind of impact we want to have in the world. Mm. And and when I say impact, it it doesn't have to be a big impact. It doesn't have to be world changing, paradigm shifting. Exactly. uh, I'm not talking (laughs) about that. Like it's impact is a choice and a level of what matters to you. So I think that it comes more, it becomes more of a question of what kind of impact, what kind of, and I go back to like, how do I want to live my life? I know that sounds really simple, but how do I want to live my life and what kind of actions do I see myself actually taking? 
actually really taking not like oh that would be nice and then you get it and then you're like oh I hate that like (laughs) do you know what I mean I've created a business before that I didn't like I was like why did I do that so I think we have to ask ourselves like what do we actually really want to do and what can you visualize yourself doing ah yeah it has to acknowledge and respect the person that you are So, um, for example, well, we're both introverts for sure. We've talked about that. Um, I am honestly not very interested in, and I laugh into myself a little bit because it always feels a bit bad to admit this, but I'm not interested in traveling, traveling the world and, and going to gallery openings. So why would I create a vision of that? Yeah, exactly. And I just watched the Andy Warhol diaries, um, which is fascinating in itself. And I would not be able to live Andy's life, even if I had designed it. Like it just him, what he did socially and all that stuff is not in my blood. So I think Mm. it's really recognizing those things. But also with that said, like I am an introvert. And so I've, I envision some bigger projects um, that have my projects there, but not necessarily me. So I'm definitely going to be doing it differently than Andy Warhol style. Not that I'm going to be anything remotely close to what Andy achieved. But what I'm saying is like, it looks different for me. It looks different for you. Once again, so nuanced. There's no one, this is not like a three, three steps and there you are. Because on, on one end of the spectrum, it's really knowing yourself really well, being honest with yourself about, um, and that's wherever you are in the process, by the way. So like we said before, if you're a very new artist and you're just starting out, you can be honest with where you are right now. You might not have all the information that you'll have in three years, five years, 10 years, but you can be very honest and do the work not to get caught up in external ideas of what that might look like being honest with who you are now and having a vision for that and then at the other end of the spectrum this is where it gets tricky it's really helpful to try and be as you say imaginative about what's possible because equally you don't want um ideas about yourself to limit unnecessarily you don't want to shortchange yourself and then find out that you've put yourself into a box you're like no I'm only capable of this thing therefore I'm going to set my vision at that thing and it's such a delicate balance for me because I absolutely resist and hate the idea that I'm being pushed into um, having the pressure to perform in some kind of larger way just because other people think that's what you should want so in some ways it's it's an anti-pressure because the pressure is causing me to rebel against it and say no I'm going to stay small in this way but that's where I think is it the outside world telling you what you think you should be doing or is it the inside world of what you actually want because when the outside world tells me to do certain things I definitely resist as well and I think that we have to be really honest with ourselves and say I know that you were saying this world and I really appreciate that but like no thanks that's not really what makes me get excited to wake up every day and do what I do so I'd say there's a bit of a filter to look through and say is this what I think the world wants me to do 
or is this what I actually want to do? The external world will paint a path for you that you may set tons of goals for and you're just not even that interested in it. Mm. Um, I've found myself in that position several times in my life of setting goals, achieving the goals and the whole thing and not really being that into it. The other thing too that I wanted to say was that there's this fine line of taking things slow as in like, it's okay to take things slow Mm. and saying, you know, like you're saying, I'm in a transition, but saying like, okay, well, what, what does that look like? There is a valid way that it looks and it doesn't need to look any way to anyone in a specific way other than what you really enjoy, right? Describe that more. I know, I'm not sure if that actually made any sense at all. But what I'm saying is, I think we expect ourselves to go faster mm-hmm. than what sometimes our, our mind and our body can catch up to. So mm-hmm. we, we expect things of ourselves. The world is saying I need to be productive. And somehow when we do these deeper dives into what I look at as really important transitional work of where we may be shifting either our art practice in a new way or possibly the art career whatever that looks like sometimes it takes a while to get your bearings and I think that having space and time to paint a picture of what that really looks like Mm -hmm. is valid and I think sometimes we want to like delete that phase and say you know just skip again to the finish line of like this is a process that we have to count for and it does count does that make sense Yes, it does. And I would add to that, that just as you've said, creating the art takes time and we need to give ourselves that time. What we've been talking about, which is knowing yourself and um, knowing what you really want, that shouldn't become a pressure either. That's not something Mm -hmm. you can schedule in like this weekend and go, I'll have that done by Monday. Yeah, Saturday, (laughs) I need to sit down and be really honest with myself and work out who I am and then I'll be able to make great goals. I think we have to come to an acceptance at some point that it's all a process. So it's the onion layers coming off. Totally. um, And what you think is true today you might by next Friday have a very different realization and perspective on who you are, on what you want, and therefore what that vision for the future looks like. And that's totally okay. You didn't do anything wrong today if it's different by next Friday. If anything, be happy because that's actually what progress looks like. (laughs) Right, right. And that's the other thing. Progress looks different for everyone. Mm. It's it's so nuanced as well because we all are at different paces. So in my life chapter, I'm at chapter 10 and someone else is at chapter 7 and you just can't compare. We can't compare ourselves to anyone. Like mm. we're literally it's not even possible because you're you're comparing something so different. So I think that coming up with a tangible way to make progress and I'm going to say that's what really we're talking about is what is a tangible way that you can make progress that gets you excited that Mm -hmm. keeps you away from the pressures the shoulds keeps you away from the I have to you know and I think again it goes into procrastination when I think oh I don't want to do this why am I avoiding this what is it and so I look a little bit closer at what what that looks like when procrastination comes up for me because I said I wanted this thing, supposedly, right? Yeah. 
I I said I wanted it and I made a timetable and I did my time blocking and I made my list of goals and sub goals and subtasks and yet I, I'm still I not have doing it. Absolutely no desire to take the, you know, to tick the first <laughs> yeah. task off that list. Yes. And I think being honest with ourselves there, because the, the reason why we don't make progress is because a lot of us have procrastination come up. And I mm-hmm. think there's a, a lot of different reasons procrastination comes up, which I feel like procrastination can be a whole nother episode. But if we can be honest with ourselves and look at that and say, what's actually happening right now? Am I afraid of failing or am I needing to know something else or do I need someone to shine a light? Like what what could help me step away from procrastination and move forward? Because mm. when I look at progress, I'm just looking like, how can I move forward? I like very much what you said about, I think it is about tangible progress. If we take away the other jargon, what are we actually yeah. trying to do? Tangible progress. And that doesn't have to be pressured. And I think that it can also be a pleasure. And that in itself, what we're talking about, I think creates a bit of anxiety in some people. It, it definitely has created anxiety in me in the past because when we talk about procrastination and goal setting, I think there's a belief in our culture around this idea of a work ethic that if it's too fun, if it's too pleasurable, if it's got too much <laughs> oh, flow, I then smell it's another not, podcast topic. <laughs> it's not real work. So that's, that's another insane, belief that we have it? to dismantle as to what's possible. Yeah, and it really is about dismantling these beliefs, isn't it? Because I've definitely experienced where I've, you know, picked up the kids or taken the kids to school and and even in my own family, not my immediate family, but my, you know, extra family, mm. where people are like, oh, you just paint or you just, there's a dismissive thing that happens when you either work from home or we have a creative life and we get to do these fun things while everyone else is doing these things that they don't like. It's choices. It's choices. It's And it's hard choices. It's not easy to ignore the world and say, you know what, I know you told me to do this thing, but I'm going to go do this thing instead. It, it might look all rosy and sunshine from the outside, but it isn't always easy to ignore those kind of pressures, outside pressures. And so it takes it yeah. takes effort and we've talked about this it takes effort it takes fortitude it takes self-knowledge it's a process that you have to work through these are all important things that we can choose that I think artists have chosen to do with their life and their energy and the time they have the time that we have on this earth and the fact that other people make different choices about how to spend that energy and that time is that's up to it's them. irrelevant and it's none mm. of our business I always like that expression what other people think of me is none of my business like that's that's their business but I think if we go back to what is real progress look like mm. this is where we are the only ones who can really decide what that looks like we're the only one who knows our schedule we're the only one who knows a little bit about how our creative flow is or the intake of the way that we consume our creative life and output our creative life. And, and that mm. is a work in progress. But I think I, I say I'm a big fan of goals in, in the sense of what are we doing right now to make progress? What does that look like this week? 
what does that look like today? Or is that actually tomorrow? But not to be putting it off and putting it off because we don't really get inspired by that vision. That's where I always set up these conditions for myself. I've called it a container before, but I do set up conditions or containers for myself to really do something that allows me to work through that progress. And so a lot of times for me, those studies have been containers for new ideas or resolving paintings that aren't working. So being honest with ourselves and saying, what does this progress actually look like for me right now, given my experience, given my skills, given my dream, what's my dream? What would get me excited enough to go in and do that next thing? You know, I, I think that sometimes we don't give ourselves big enough dreams that actually scare us in a good way, like, oh, wow, that that is so exciting, because we're afraid we can't achieve it. And that fear can overpower and make us kind of say, well, that's not important. I don't really have time. I'm too busy. I mean, if I had told you how many times I've told myself I'm too busy, we wouldn't yeah. even be here. Or that I'm too shy to do a podcast. <laughs> exactly. I think those containers um, that you're talking about are really important on two levels because on one hand, if you don't carve out the containers, then you can go through periods of time. If you have that sensation of, oh, I've taken care of this thing, I've done that thing, everything that's urgent, you know, what arrives in the inbox in the morning and you can go through a whole week, a month, a year and say, hang on. I've been very busy, but I haven't actually made tangible progress on what's important to me. So I think it's a creating the containers, recognizing that that's happening and getting the piece of paper, getting the calendar out and creating time containers. Time is something we can block out in a calendar, but what you're also creating is some emotional slash mental container so that that's not all dissipated on whatever's come up that morning or taking pets to the vet or whatever it is but there's two things because it's useful for you to make sure that you're making tangible progress in that way and it's also a, a good way I think to handle the challenge that we might have which we're talking about which is that the creative process isn't necessarily a linear thing where you can say you know, I will spend one hour and I will have this particular thing done. And to think that then if you don't hit that, that you're a bad artist or you haven't spent the time well, what you're committing to is more to be in the process. So the container is is if I'm showing up for that container of expression, Mm -hmm. then as you've said before, sometimes at the end of that session, you might have a bunch of crap, but hey, you showed up and something <laughs> happened. And that's what that's what counts if we talk about counting. Yeah, that's yeah. What and I think, I think that's true, absolutely. There's only one person who can make the container, the, the, mm. the space, the time space, these sort of yep. like guidelines, and that's you. Because even if you're, you know, if you're a new artist, you have to figure out what matters to you in that moment, in that time, in that 30 days or 60 days. And I'm saying that specifically because I do think that sometimes 
we're like, what should I do? Give yourself some guidelines that feel exciting, you know, guidelines in the sense of like, what could guide you into like, for the next XYZ, I'm going to look at this. And that's going to be exciting. It's not to say like my output will be like, I don't go into the studio and go, I'm going to produce 150 studies because I need to have my fingers bleed. I just go in with like, I'm just going (laughs) to look at this. Like I create, I, and I always say I'm tricking my brain. I just create these things of like, I'm just going to go look at this um, and, you know, and see how excited I can get. And Mm. that gives me this framework of knowing in the boring beginning part where I'm not that excited, keep going, keep going, you know, and it's, the output is just, I don't know, it's just the thing that happens as a result of staying in that space. But if we can look at that in a time frame, so we can say it's important enough. I think the thing that I want to stress here is that life will pull you away. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that life will pull us away from these things because the outside world is saying it's not important. The school moms are saying it's not that important. My my external family's like, she's doing that art thing again. Like the whole world is saying it's not that important. Hmm. You know, there's lots of evidence to show that outside worlds don't think it's important, right? So if we don't set a way to get ourselves excited enough that keep us interested and say it is important, it just disappears. Hmm. So To keep us, I like to think of it, I think we're talking about to keep us engaged in the process. Yes, yes. Um, And I'm also thinking about the word value. So to keep ourselves invested, to remind ourselves is what I guess I'm trying to say. It's, It's like maintaining... You know, when we talk about kind of sleepwalking through life versus being awake. Yes. Um, so like you can get a bit mindless, like you've said before, when you get in the car and you drive somewhere and then you arrive and you're like, oh, I forgot. I didn't even, wasn't even really paying attention because it's a drive yeah. that I do every day. So one of the particular challenges we have as artists is to stay awake ourselves. It, and again, that's something yeah, that yeah. we have to maintain and generate ourselves because there's no one who's going to come in every day in the morning and say, no. okay, what you're doing is important. <laughs> let's, let's do this. People are relying on you. People are waiting on you to get in there and make a mess in the studio. So all that emotional labor we are taking on and that's part of what we do. And so that's yeah. understanding that that's, that's all happening. Yeah, and and to know it literally is on us as individuals yeah. to do that. And then when you add so being an artist, so cut yourself a break. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. literally all on us. So <laughs> that can be a bit overwhelming at times. It's also can be liberating. But embrace that aspect. Have fun with it. Yeah, and I think what's cool about it is this is the part that we get to make up. This mm-hmm. is the part I look at it like this is my. You know, I've talked about it being an island, but even the whole process of how I want to go about living my life as an artist and how I show up and set these goals and make progress, I get to make that up. There's no one telling me what to do. Like the rebel in me is really excited by that. Like we get to figure out what looks interesting for us. And that's why I say be flexible, you know, with yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be hard on yourself. If that, you know, goal slash progress container shifts and changes with time or conditions that's okay that's totally okay so I think don't worry about rushing to the finish line either I think that we get really caught up in 
how quickly can we achieve this thing? You know, I think we have to be patient with ourselves and give, give ourselves enough time to enjoy it. I think we're yes. so focused on looking ahead of like, this is what I want. And we, we miss the point of the day. Like we miss mm. the point of why we're doing this in the first place. You know, Absolutely. And, like s- smell the roses, smell the paint, like just <laughs> yeah, um, maybe a crack a window at the same time. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're working in oils and you've got turpentine. Yes, out. that's true. Not, that's not too true. deeply. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think what we've come to in this conversation, now I think about it, is if you are feeling like the goals you have set are a drudgery. If you're feeling like they are a pressure and they're not something that inspires you or gives you pleasure, it actually brings together a lot of the subjects we've talked about over the 12 episodes to date. We've talked about commitment. We've talked about creative flow. We've talked about what is it about your art that matters to you. Those are all the elements I think that you need to bring in to the conversation and to the thinking process rather than goals on their own. The example that I've um, mentioned in one of those previous podcasts is that when I came to a point after I'd been painting for a year and I really wanted to create my first collection, not because I felt a pressure that as an artist I needed to have a collection but because I I had a sense of the progress that I'd made and I had this idea which I felt really deeply that having a tangible representation of that progress that I could look at you know whether or not I Mm -hmm. sold any of them whether or not whatever just that was the outcome I wanted to be able to look at a wall and see a collection of 10 paintings that's like this is Beck the painter Yes. Who's emerged in the last, you know, two years. And when I had that, it was it had such a strong pull on it. Yes. It had such a I could imagine being so satisfied with myself. And now and I say for myself, I knew that I would find that really satisfying. Other people would find different things. But once I had that, then the mechanics of how that happened was that I did become quite goal-oriented. And then you can get into the practicalities. There's an approach about making your work visible. Um, Mm -hmm. I find that getting things on walls in front of me, I got out index cards and I had a card that represented each piece of work and I could move it along a progress line. I love that. It's a very sort of kinesthetic, um, tactile process and maybe that would appeal to other um, artists out there too so it's not hidden away in a in a document I and I agree I think that those that's the kind of goal stuff that I think we have to make up along the way of how can we take all this work we've been doing and look at it in a way that gets us excited about seeing the whole vision because there is something super rewarding about whether you have an open studio um, or you're mm. in a, like whatever that container is of how that gets put out in the world, even if it's just internally, just ha- hanging that up and seeing it all together, it does feel really like, oh, wow, I did this and I made progress. And then we can move to the next 
level of progress, whatever that is. So yeah. So I think in that moment, you know, the Beck who will tell you right now, oh, I don't like structures. I don't like schedules. I resist this. I resist that. She was all in. She was all in on this idea that she had that she could have this collection, this visual manifestation representation of her progress. And she was like, yeah, I love that idea. I'll do anything at that point. <laughs> you sign me up. Yeah, exactly. And I think what you just said is um, there's a lot of pressure we put on, like, should I do an open studio or a gallery or should I do art prizes, you know, art shows, whatever that is. I think that what you just said, I hope people heard the words, you said, I was attached to seeing my progress. Hmm. I was attached to seeing what I had just done all together. I think that's a great way to look at it so mm-hmm. whether that's just doing small studies like it's just we're just looking at our progress you know and and setting up those sort of guidelines for ourselves so oh so I think yeah whatever stage you're at first of all embracing the process itself as yeah. tangible progress whether it's the process of showing up in the studio whether it's the process of showing up and learning more about yourself the process of spending time meditating or journaling whether it's playing with paints all of that process is tangible progress for an artist number one (laughs) yes and and in terms of setting yourself some kind of vision call it what you like maybe a goal some kind of outcome some kind of goal it's like a touchstone you can think of it as creating tangible collections small collections they can just be just for you they can be things that you're going to present to the world in a particular way but that's a great way but it's, to progress as an artist isn't it yeah and it's just it's literally just progress yeah. and if we can say to ourselves like I just want to see my progress and I'm looking for what I have in front of me after a certain amount of time I always look at time as a way to just give myself some smaller little steps um, mm. but I think having it look like progress as opposed to an outcome is a much uh, less pressured way to do it for sure thanks for joining us today we would love to hear how you feel about the progress you're making in your art life is taking time in the process important to you do you get a lot of satisfaction from achieving certain milestones and what do those milestones look like come and talk to us about it on instagram at unearthing art And if you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share the love, drop a rating or review for us on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. Catch you next time.